This is the Viewpoint Podcast and we will be reviewing the mad week that has just gone past in the Premier League. In a week where Manchester United was supposed to take all the footballing headlines in the world, Liverpool was somehow able to outdo Manchester United in the worst way possible. Let's hop on to the shocking results, drama and controversies that happened in the week. Hi Ayush, how's it going? Hey Ayush, just was watching the French Open quarterfinals right now. TM is losing, right? And you were supporting him. Yeah, that's my second favorite on French Open. So yeah, TM lost. <laughs> okay, so football last week was unbearable, I think, for you and for me, unpredictable in a <laughs> lot many ways. So much <laughs> so right, drama. Ferguson, football, bloody hell. <laughs> exactly. The last week was pretty much that. It sums it up. It was so unpredictable. Plus the drama, the shocking results, the controversies. We we have so much to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> it was surprising. <laughs> Obviously, we have covered Manchester United and your sadness in one exclusive episode. So, we keep that aside. Maybe yeah, at the yeah. end, for a minute or so, we'll have okay. a discussion. Yeah, yeah, we already got the big fish away. Ah, yeah, so we've gone the big fish away. So let's uh, start with Chelsea versus Palace. How it went about for you? And I have, I have a few questions now. So All right. Werner still looks out to me. Like he still is yet to, you know, take his claim in the starting eleven for me. Maybe I think. Uh, once Pulisic comes in, I think he'll be a better player. I don't know why, because he, he the burden of playing on the wings that will go away once uh, Pulisic comes in is what I feel. What do you think? I feel Lampard, Werner, and the entire Chelsea team are even not sure about what football they want to play. Even Werner, I don't know, he's sure about what role he has in the team. Once he even plays as a poacher, but he drifts himself in the on the wings time and again. And uh, last two matches, uh, since Lampard is starting Tammy as well. So, we have seen Werner deployed on the wings again. So, I think he's not sure and Lampard is also not sure what is the best position for Werner in the team. Correct. And wasn't he signed from Leipzig because of the prolific striker is? I mean, it doesn't make course, sense to uh, me. Uh, we all saw what goal-scoring record he had uh, at Leipzig. <laughs> Correct. So, I think Chelsea... Uh, in, in the match also against Crystal Palace. So, let's not take anything away from Chelsea. They won uh, 4-0 at the end and at the end football is about results. But for me, uh, it was a tough game for them and if the first goal wouldn't have come from the mistake that Palace did, I think they were not that great in the game. Like, they were struggling for me because they were too slow to switch the play from one side to the other. And they had a lot of problems, according to me, until the first goal went in and you know what happens after then, the first goal and the second and then the momentum switches and everything went in their favour, good for them. But do you have any such uh, reviews for them as well? 4-0, I didn't think they play well. They play well or they played well, in, to put in that manner, because uh, Chelsea, I don't know what football they want to play. That is the again the same problem. The identity is missing because there are so many new players. If you see, and I think uh, other than that, after the first goal, I don't think Palace put any much strong efforts. I think they were a ghost of their past. Uh, they were like a world class team against us, or and now then they lost four 0 to Chelsea and they were not even trying hard. 
correct uh plus also i thought giroud should have played like uh after maybe 60 or 70 minutes because i think he is overlooked uh, considering he was like probably chelsea's second best player post the lockdown after pulisic of course and then he got the injury in the final and everything uh, do you think giroud is a bit overlooked in this team i think giroud is a very underrated player up to be very honest he was in the french world cup winning team and everybody recognizes the person who steals the show like mbappe like pogba the griezmanns and everything like that but we forget about the fact that giroud was a target man the one who was knitting it around exactly he was the one who was sacrificing himself uh, even after being a striker he was there to help the team for the build up exactly he was unselfish and even if you see lampard's interview also he points it out that giroud is very unselfish even in trainings as well so he's a bit underrated if, I, if that's what i feel and he i probably arguably but it's according to me giroud is better than tammy abraham correct even i feel the same but let's say i think maybe he's trying to give you the chance and probably giroud won't be there maybe in the next season so he wants tammy abraham to you know get accustomed to the team who knows what lampard is thinking but i like why did they sign warner no so warner will obviously be the first choice strike, uh, striker uh, throughout the years but i think tammy can be a decent backup whenever warner is not available or whenever he has to rest or rotate that's what i think i don't know <laughs> so probably he'll play tammy also as a target man and when it comes to target man i think giroud is a much better striker than tammy abraham maybe age also comes into the question let's see let's see in the future how lampard uses tammy abraham i don't know about age because because chelsea dropped reese james chelsea dropped uh reese james on the bench and started aspi and you saw what the defense was pretty solid maybe move? because because of the last game how it happened they needed that leader from the start to make sure that thing doesn't happen again and obviously aspiliqueta as we also at the end why he is the captain uh, ab- about the penalty incident with uh, Tammy Abraham of course <laughs> that was a cap- captain's role he was very good at it exactly. which which, how, which is how it should be exactly exactly so and what about ben chilwell he had a great debut goal and a assist of i think every attack mostly went through him he had the yeah, crosses the, and the shots great over marcus alonso i feel Uh, because Chilwell is good on both ends while uh, while de- uh, defending as well as attacking as well, and he is all and he is finishing. He is a very good left foot to for a left back. I think uh, the player that you signed, Alexis Tejas, is very similar. He has a good uh, shot on him, and I think Ben Chilwell. Uh, I'll have to see him in the big games to see how yeah. much he can defend. Uh-huh. It's too early. Yeah. It's his first start. If I, yeah. I if I'm not wrong, but 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 it was a pretty good debut with a goal and assist yeah. and a clean sheet. Good thing, good thing. Chelsea also got back to winning way, so that we have more competition at the top. You know, <laughs> Premier League is too competitive this season. Any team can beat any team. We'll come to that later. Too competitive and too unpredictable. You cannot predict because <laughs> we have made that mistake yeah. of predicting a we lot and. <laughs> Swings the league is happening. So okay, that was Chelsea versus Palace. Uh, what about Everton versus Brighton? Again, people on the social media are going mad about Everton. Uh, some of them are even claiming that they can challenge for the title, which I think is too over. I I mean it's too early, as you also say in every episode, it's too early, and to 
judging by the i don't know man <laughs> premier league you can't say anything what yeah, say exactly we saw lester win with claudio ranieri sometime back and everybody was saying they'll drop their levels now they dropped their level now but they eventually went on and win the league won the league and we are seeing with the same with don carlos team right now look at hames he how can a player like this be sold for free by real madrid i am still perplexed about and it he's he's basically Rolling to the Premier League, like I, I think he doesn't even break a sweat. He knows where to be. He knows what to do. Exactly. He got a, probably, I think it was the easiest brace of his career. Exactly. He was just, uh, he just passed the shot in an empty net. If you see, and he, people said that he'll like, take time to adapt to the league and he'll not be a good fit for the Premier League. But look at him. He's just bossing it. Absolutely. I'm asking you again. This I actually like last time also. Dominic Calvert Lewin. Do you think he's in for a shout at the Golden Boot? Look at the assists and the ball <laughs> and the deliveries he's getting, man. Uh, it's always everything on his on a plate for him. And if this continues this football, then definitely he's going to be in the top three. <laughs> okay, so good. You change your opinion because I'm just looking at his game and how much he has improved over the past season under Ancelotti. I think he he'll be he'll be contesting till the end. See, that's But, what good uh, do. They improve the performance of a player. They improve a player. They improve the performance of a player and make them better. He he's asked him to emulate Inzaghi, who had more than two hundred yeah. out of his three hundred yeah. goals as first touch. Yeah. So he's trying to do that. Whenever you get yeah. a chance, you shoot. You're a striker. You're supposed I'm to shoot. Sure. He's asked him to do that role. I have a major concern in Pickford because uh, his form, and I think there is a stat which I had read that he now has the most error leading to a goal. Pickford. Yeah, so I think. What do you say about him? You can come to Kepa. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't know, man. He is. Nobody points it out. Nobody. Uh, Uh, blames Pickford as much as Kepa is in the limelight, but if you remove Maybe Kepa, because they are winning as of now, the day they lose, they're gonna turn on him. I guess exactly when you remove when you remove the limelight from Kepa, I think Pickford is the closest. But uh, is his form? Uh, I I'm pretty sure his form would be a concern for Ancelotti, and maybe that can be a difference between them finishing in the top four or top six. Because you need to have a solid goalkeeper. Obviously, you see the fumbles that goalkeepers are having, and I was reading the rumor that I think uh, Ancelotti was going for Sergio Romero, but I don't know why that move didn't turn out. Because yeah, I think maybe that would be a good contender for the number one uh, goalkeeper spot at Everton. Yeah, I think they were eyeing uh, Romero or Gazzaniga from Spurs. Yeah, Gazzaniga also was there. Okay, so but I don't think that deal went. On so I they'll have to do with Pickford so let's see how that pans out. That's so, going to be a that's going to be a difference between them uh, finishing in top four, top six, or even out of that. Just a very strange stat which I read on the TV and also on the social media. Everton have uh, won their first four opening games uh, to a top flight season from the first time since nineteen sixty nine and nineteen seventy, and that season they had went on to win the title. Oh, so we are up for a very good and entertaining <laughs> season. I don't know, man. I just read it out to you know maybe. Amazing! Uh, what a story it will be. 
absolutely absolutely so everton let's see they are a pretty dark horses of the premier league let's see how they go and the merseyside derby is next for them next match so that will be a an a good answer for all of us where they stand right now absolutely so that was more or less it about everton now coming to uh, leeds versus manchester city the master versus the apprentice how do you think that match went you see i think uh, i think pep was also scared since the start and even in the match when you remove ferran torres and you bring in fernandinho to replace your right wing man for a cdm so you know you are concerned about the midfield and the uh, match going in the other direction correct but uh, in the first half uh, in the first half of the match the leeds first press the first press which they do with their forwards they were broken very easily the city right. like basically dominated the first 20 25 minutes and right. calvin phillips was less uh, he was more or less left alone to cover the whole defense right. but uh, in the second half bielsa came on with these two changes and they were pretty direct which they uh, obviously were in the first half as well but in they i think they gave too much respect to city in the first 20 25 minutes and once they started playing their football i think city had a lot of problems and obviously due to which he had to make those changes see they are a team coming from championship no doubt that with their with confidence and they are playing attacking good football with flair and everything but they are a championship team and to play against a, a premier league winner or contender like that they'll be a little laid back in the first 15 20 minutes to read the game but as you see uh, bielsa rated what pep was playing and he brought on those two changes and then pep was at a loss he was like i'm going to, i'm losing the game so he brought on those defensive changes to be a, to but, give a more conservative Leeds, approach exactly but leeds could have equalized uh, at the end also with the eiling chance and then uh, this they should have scored more for me uh, Basically, Ederson gave them the first goal. That is okay, but Again, I think they had more chances. I think Leeds should have won the match. They were better in the second half. Exactly, exactly. They, they I think um, plus Mendy. If you talk about Mendy, their left back, I think, oh, uh, he's getting caught out defensively way too often. I and I don't think Pep trusts him anymore. See that was the that's what the main thing about fullbacks is you have to manage your attacking with your defensive abilities because uh, modern fullbacks are more about attacking. You look at uh, Trent Alexander Arnold; he is probably the best attacking fullback in the world, but defensively he scored out more than often. And we'll come to Liverpool's match after this. But again, uh, it's about the modern fullbacks. You have to manage your attacking with your defensively. Exactly, and uh, Leeds were pretty impressive because I think uh, Rodrigo's uh, one of the shot which was blocked by Ruben Dias that went on and to hit the crossbar. Plus, uh, Edison made some good saves to keep City in the team because Leeds had a lot of chances, to be honest. And I think it, this is this comes more down to the tra- murder ball <laughs> training sessions that Bielsa <laughs> has with his team. because they were relentless till the end i i saw the whole game just to see how it pans out because it was fa- fascinating to see two tacticians go at each other and it was more or less like a basketball game where new attack yeah, attack you attack we attack exactly so i pretty much like the way belsa played as well because 4-1 4-1 system against city was risky to be honest but then he trains his players in such a way that they are ready for this and which they were they should have got a win but more no worries 
uh, I, th- I think City minus. versus uh, Leeds also recorded some some kind of uh, the total number of shots taken record as well. Probably, probably because yeah, the game yeah. because the game was crazy up and down, up and down, <laughs> attack versus attack, attack, <laughs> attack. It was a, it was a very good game as a neutral. And also, just to point it out, Leeds had more possession than Liverpool at Anfield, and also more possession against City in the in the match that they played uh, last weekend. So, I think they are the most exciting team to come up from the Championship in the recent years. Of course, imagine a team having more possession than a Pep Guardiola's team. That says it all also, about Li- also more than Liverpool at Anfield, which is a big ask to be honest. Exactly, that says a lot about the team that is playing. If you are having more possession than a, a Premier League contender, Premier League champion, then you are in for a very good season, and and that goes all goes to the training and the structure that the manager has bring in. Then, plus in the first three or four matches they played Liverpool and City. So imagine they they when they play now now they, when they play the likes of the weaker teams. I think they, they it's going to be very exciting. Imagine to the number of goals they should now. be scoring. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Pep, Pep uh, actually he admitted in his post-match interview that it's not easy to play against them because of their high press and intensity. And I think <laughs> I just love Leeds, man. They they they're like my favorite. Yeah, in the yeah, new I definitely and... watch Leeds match every weekend because they they ran more. They they ran six kilometers more than City. That's what I've read. Exactly. So. You you understand how much effort they put, how much togetherness that they have in their team. That everybody's playing for everybody. exactly. No that's the unity. That's what football is. You bring, you go along as a team. Exactly. So uh, I to to review it. The quality of the match, the the passing, the combinations, everything, the game intelligence that the match had from both the sides. It was it was like terrific. Yeah. Work. And two. Leeds putting up such a show versus City, like I am already impressed by Bielsa. I think if he has a good season against Leeds, uh, some big team might might. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, some big team might poach him, but I think he should save it Leeds and Leeds will win for a very good season. But have you seen a manager more intense than Bielsa? I don't know, man. He's always he's always so concentrated. <laughs> he just. Sits down. He's just thinking. I think his brain is while sleeping. Also, his brain might be thinking about football. Exactly. I haven't seen a more intense manager than Bielsa. Uh, because even uh, just when the match ended, he asked Pep a question, and the interviewer post post the match asked Pep, uh, "What was the conversation with Bielsa which you had?" And he said. He asked me about the review, but my brain is not that far <laughs> to, you know, comprehend what happened in the game. Maybe he is clever. Yeah, I am yeah, not. So yeah, I have yeah, a better yeah. review. That 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 just goes to show how crazy is about football, and that's why they call him the El Loco. Yeah, El Loco. The crazy yeah, guy. <laughs> so that was a good game to watch, and see. That this is a, the the game we're just going to discuss about right now is where Premier League's magic comes in. You know, Leicester they smacked Manchester City last week at Manchester City's home, right? Yeah, they won five one at yeah. Man. And the next week they play West Ham three <laughs> nil at home. I think Moyes staying away from the ground is helping West Ham turn into a Bayern Munich. 
but but it was just a very surprising result considering how well they they had performed against city uh, yeah they just couldn't break down west ham man <laughs> and it was weird you look at the goals they conceded that was just shabby defending it was so bad yeah but i think west ham had a better game plan because they asked uh, the lester guys to attack from the center and they were very easily because of the formation led lester plays uh, west ham was able to create that midfield superiority which they needed and they were retrieving balls and they were just moving it around and they just wanted to play how they played and lester played into their hands so it was a good performance by west ham surprisingly so they've just post moyes got covid i think uh, west ham has been playing brilliantly so if uh, so for west ham to have a successful season moyes should not enter the stadium or the field <laughs> so that's what i'm saying everybody expected leicester to roll over west ham and they got hammered <laughs> yeah everybody having awarding in the team will be have a hard hard break after the match exactly i think um, a lot of people had captain <laughs> so <laughs> we'll come to that yes, we'll come, we'll to, come that to that so that was leicester's surprising result uh, arsenal versus sheffield united see i think our data uh, sometimes plays a, a little too conservative football for me he, exactly i think he's a very uh, i i think he's a manager who evaluates the risks first he wants to cover that and then he plays the game thinking okay these things we don't want to do and now even if you attack or don't i think he doesn't mind that which i think the approach will change when the team gets his ideas and everything yeah but i, I agree with you i think he's too conservative at times and i think he should let let the arsenal side do their thing sometimes but okay it's okay because they're starting out they, they just yeah maybe in. the trust will uh, develop and it will be a little more fluidity will come because against sheffield at home i don't think they were more expressive they were very conservative and they should have been attacking more against a side which hasn't have a good hadn't had a good start exactly they they had to wait patiently and then eventually change the formation to make something happen in the match so i don't think this approach will work in the big games or maybe it will because if the other team attacks then they get the chances but i don't know if if it pay off in the long run so let's see how plus two, two cdms i don't think is is a very good uh, approach for a game two cdm is very conservative and it will only work against a very uh, big uh, well oiled side like liverpool or something like that but against a sheffield or some uh, not so big team you don't need to no again even again exactly even but even against uh, liverpool they were like uh, liverpool's midfield didn't let them breathe they were uh, pressing so high they they tend to make those mistakes when you press high and then they eventually lost the game so i think even against the big games or big teams you need flexibility you need to adapt plus uh, you need to adapt more to the game exactly and the formation which he plays i think the win- wing backs has a huge role because you're uh, because you're relying on the wing, wing backs to you know create right. that numerical superiority which is needed in the game sometimes when you play that formation so l- let's see how how maybe he'll do a tactical change with parte in the team now he he'll switch it up let's see how let's see i hope he plays parte with sebayos because sebayos is has a knack of passing and knack for clear passes Correct. and he needs that 
and sometimes i i want him to play a 4231 with sabaros in the number 10 position and uh parte and maybe a chaka or elneni behind him and you know just be a more attacking and high press yeah. team but let's see it's uh, he's the boss it's up yeah, to yeah exactly let's yeah. let's see he calls the shots so we are just going here to give suggestions we are just here to <laughs> discuss yeah. what what happened <laughs> Okay, so the other surprising and I think even more disappointing result than the United game, Aston Villa versus Liverpool. That game made my night. To be very honest, after seeing <laughs> United lose six one against Spurs, that game gave me a good smile in the end, and I I slept peacefully. Even Graham Sones uh, after the six uh, one uh, loss that you you guys had just endured. Uh, <laughs> he was sitting and smiling and then eventually after 90 minutes he had the i was so happy it was such a bitter sweet i was Abraham. so happy in the end that liverpool game came after us but what what went wrong for liverpool what do you think went wrong for firstly liverpool? i think to uh, to start with adrian made a very poor error and the game changed from there plus mm-hmm. uh, I, as i pointed out since the last season after the lockdown liverpool's defense is waiting to be caught off guard and that's what happened because you see you bring pace and oli watkins has a lot of pace to run behind liverpool's defense they, they i think they play a very high line and a fast pace striker a fast pace winger or a fast pace anybody will easily break their defense apart and i think liverpool's defense is not but, great enough to ca- catch that but do you think uh, this was just a one off or the vulnerabilities that the team has been you know holding from so long has been exposed because if aston villa can you know go on a run like that also obviously also there are a lot of factors involved here like the luck that they had because i think two or three goals were you know basically rebounds <laughs> right you know, right a lot of rebounds also something which wouldn't have gone some other day right. and then probably liverpool with their attacking threat they would have come back in the game and the result would have been different right. but so that that's why i'm asking you this question so uh, well, uh, was it a one off or do you think aston villa just exploited or or gave everybody in the league something which people see i think uh, uh, watching klopp for some some years now i don't think he'll be uh, he let this team be odd or you know hammered or depressed away by such a uh, such a performance and he come back very strongly in the next match but agreeing and disagreeing as well agreeing to the point that it might be a you know one off but disagreeing to the point as well because we have seen after the lockdown the team uh, that liverpool the defense that is we are that is visible to us it is not that great before the lockdown when they knew they were going to be champions post that the defense has you know deteriorated is it also down to how hungry the player are because uh, they know they are the champions so maybe sometimes that also happens that now you know you are the champions and you know the performances or the level of energy that you would have put in when you didn't have a title versus when you have a title also changes also the squad dynamics because alison i think is going to be injured for a month and a half and i think a lot of teams can benefit from it because if you if adrian performs the way he did a lot of people are going to you know fancy facing liverpool right and add to that mane also a lot of their attacking flair comes towards comes from mane and salah so losing mane also is a big uh, uh, you know hole for them in the left wing part 
but I think see that when it comes to hunger, uh, you know what the toughest. There was a very old saying that the toughest part is to defend a title. Winning a title, you reach that height, but you do you want to defend a title, then you have to give a you know you know put up the same performance levels that was there Absolutely. last year. Absolutely. So that's why I think uh, defensively, uh, it's because the way Klopp puts his team out that their defenders and their defensive errors don't get accounted because they score a lot of goals and they play, press very high and you know pounce on the mistakes of the other teams. But defensively, they can they are not as strong as their people think they are. Exactly, like they you can catch them out if you have the right plan and you execute, execute it correctly. Yeah, and okay. Allison's loss is a big loss for them because as we saw what Adrian did. Yeah, because uh, and obviously Joe Gomez had a terrible game. He was you know substituted yeah. in the halftime and filled, yeah. in, filled in. So yeah, a lot of things went wrong for Liverpool right. that day. So let's see how they recover from that because they have they <laughs> they're playing Everton next. See, that's I, a big game. Potentially could, potentially could you know, turn someone's season. Maybe, maybe if it is. If it's a Everton win, I'm ending. We are in for a season. Good season now. We're in for a season, and we we're in yeah. for a shout <laughs> at for yeah. Everton to you know maybe contest right. the Premier League. Let's Let see how do, what Don Carlos Exactly. So this was more or less the week which gave us a lot of things, <laughs> a lot of surprises, a lot of sadness as well. Let's not talk about okay. The so part. just a quick, uh, just a quick review. Uh, okay, we, we we more or less covered the mm-hmm. United game, but uh, is there anything you want to say about the new signings that you made, and how do you think they're gonna impact? See, that's, uh, you know, uh, I think Gary Neville said this long time ago that uh, the deadline list, deadline day transfer dealings and everything shows how poorly or how well a club is run. You see, that's why I think United made four signings on the deadline day. Um, I'm not sure how uh, uh, they are going about it, but it. Sort of, sort of look like a panic buy, panic buys to me. And uh, the worst part is, I think, I think Alexis Tess was uh, a good buy. Alex Tess was a good Apart buy. Apart from that, I can't. Uh, let's see. Uh, and in Apart Kavani, uh, I don't know the Kavani. I think he can be. This is a fifty-fifty chance because we saw what Falcao, what happened with Falcao, Falcao when he came after a very big injury. And Kavani has been a free agent, but I really hope that Kavani performs well because he's, he's a well-renowned striker. <laughs> He's the El Matador. Exactly. Yes. So let's hope El Matador performs well. Very, you know, better than. <laughs> Plus the other two uh, kids they have signed, Facundo Pellistri and Amatreore. They are very highly rated. So let's see um, how they fare out because uh, I was watching their. But Amatreore, I think he can't. He can't join. Before yeah, January, there's some right? uh, work permit issues, but because of which he'll join in January. But uh, Facundo Pellistri is, uh, I think, he has arrived and he's signed for the club and he'll be a part of the first team. And uh, I just saw a few clips of his uh, when he signed because I, I had no idea who he is. But when he signed, I saw a few clips but, and he was very good. Are you? Are you okay? Yeah, I think even I saw a few clips. So, but. These clips, like every club has these kind of players. Let's see how Let's they see perform, how they perform when, when, they, when, yeah, when, it, when they get a chance to enter the Premier League because Premier League football is much different from what the leagues are. Uh, are you still optimistic about the Jadon Sancho signing happening next? 
Uh, no. I think uh, they lost their chance to sign Sancho this season. And if, if like Bruno thing happened, if they go again in January, that is the only chance that I think United will have of signing Sancho because next season... We- I, I don't think that can happen because uh, I think he would have played Champions League by then and uh, Dortmund as a club wouldn't want one of their Champions League players to you know switch mid-season. So, I think that's not happening. But if at the end of the season, I think your chances are slim because I think a lot yeah, of other teams on him. will also try to bid for right, right. But, 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 but I, I mean, uh, hopeful Indian. I'm being hopeful United fan. I, I just hope they'll go again uh, for Sancho in January like they did for Bruno, and hopefully he'll sign because otherwise it won't happen. Okay, let's see. Let's see how things pan out because Sancho saga. Was basically one of the most discussed and sagas. One of the most discussed and amusing saga. If you are a United fan, <laughs> I think the only person who benefited from the Sancho saga was. Of course, Fabrizio I think Romano. he what he got two million followers. Everybody following him now. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So uh, let's quickly wrap FPL. <laughs> FPL was surprising. I played a free hit this week. I got a lot of changes. I got in a lot of high-profile players, and uh, my defense was weak as shit this time. And still, uh, the high-profile players didn't pa- pan out properly. But I had a very above-average week, so I'm happy about it. I got 13 points from Sa- Salah, 18 from Hamis, and Bruno Fernandez with a penalty. And Calvin Lewin was my captain. Otherwise, if I made if I had made Hamis the captain, I would have had a much better week. But De Bruyne and Jimenez didn't give me points, and surprisingly, Madison didn't even make the squad. Okay, and I don't know why I am I am setting this trend uh, that each player that I am swapping for another player, the player that I, you know, kick out of the team, he eventually goes down to. <laughs> You know, score massive points that week. So first of all, I I am I'm utterly pissed of Mourinho because I thought in his uh, conferences he said that Son won't be available or something like that that he is a doubt for the game. And on the basis of that, I had kept him out. Plus, I I don't know what happened, <laughs> what went through my mind when I <laughs> subbed Rodriguez off and I also took out Wilson. And eventually, all three of them, you know the yeah. That's what uh, thirty six, forty eight points you get. <laughs> you left them left out of the team. And I scored forty eight. So if I would have kept those three players, and eventually the players that I bought in, I minus those points two, two Ings got two, <laughs> and <laughs> who else I bought in? I don't even know. Oh, I bought in another player. I think I I had Trossard, but he was on the bench. So eventually, I think nothing happened for me, and I just you know matched the average points. So, so next time when you uh, remove a player from your team, just please let me know. I'll put it in my team. Yeah, at least if I am not benefiting it from it, I'll benefit <laughs> someone else. Because even this happened even last time, and last time. It was huge, and this time it is. Yeah, yeah, I got it. So <laughs> let's hope to have good FPL weeks. Yeah, in the I had a good week. I'm happy and, about uh, it. <laughs> it's a good thing to hear. Uh, and obviously, now the international break has come in, and it's going to disrupt a lot of uh, 
team's work that they had put in and also i hope a lot of people they they're safe you know because if they get injured or catch you know COVID, catch covid i think that should not happen that yeah, should be the that last should thing not that should happen for our uh, league our football because mane lo- mane we lost mane thiago and uh, now zerdan shakiri is also tested positive for covid you know these people right now now they're traveling with the country i'm sure there'll be a lot of precautions taken but you never know what's yeah. going to go wrong so let's see because on the basis of that we go, we also going to take our appeal decisions and see who's doing what and how they performed in the national uh, international yeah, week that's how so it. let's see we will we'll do our international team uh, breakdown and a review see, let's see let's see i'll just uh, we'll just look into it and probably have a yeah maybe we'll review a nice. big match that is going to be featured in the international break or uh, individual team yeah. review and the options that they have and the tactical thing okay so it was nice uh, discussing the weekly review and what on premier league week this time uh, i think premier league is just getting more and more <laughs> exciting and it's like it's like an apart be right now so only <laughs> correct it's the only you know good thing in 2020 that family is back and we are able to enjoy right. football <laughs> let's see let's hope this continues and i'll see you let's next week done. yeah time. let's hope we have a weekly review fun and football continues